This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered! Well, I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Happy March, boys and girls. What's up? It is the Bostonian versus the book. March 1st into, well, March goes in like a, and comes out like uh we don't know yet. From a gambling oh. perspective, we're not sure yet, Dave. How are you? Happy March. Oh, man, I'm good. I'm glad I'm not in the book today because every favorite won in every sport yesterday except by two things. And, you know, a lot of people today filing for LLCs to be <laughs> sports gambling experts and all kind of things like that. People are saying this is easy. I don't even know what you did all them years. Yeah. I mean, seriously. So, yeah, man, it's 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 good stuff. It's it's March. This is this is everything is right. Everything is where it's supposed to be except baseball. We just, we, we, I stayed up all night. I was in these Twitter spaces from, you know, really connected people in major league baseball. We're holding Twitter spaces, talking mm-hmm. about Nightingale's tweets and Hassan's <laughs> tweets. And we're trying to get them to come in and say, what's happening. Nothing happened. I like Bob Nightingale. I don't know why everyone picks on Bob Nightingale. I don't have a problem with him. He's always been he's always been cool with me. I've always enjoyed my conversations. He's just like a punching bag for baseball Twitter, man. They just go at that dude all the time. They call him. One person said last night because of all the things he was breaking, he was like he was going to go from a clown to a king overnight in the media. And I was like, I don't understand this. Like, what are we doing? Like, okay, I mean, he's just reporting. I don't know. I've never had any problem with Bob Nightingale. I like him. People don't don't like him, but I do. Yeah. I like him. All right. So before we get too far down, and like you love skipping ahead here on our rundown of what we're going to hit on. I just threw it all out there. Sir. You hit two. You, you hit our top two in the first two seconds. But hold on. Opener, before sorry. we go into this, before we get into it, we. We are doing our pick contest, Dave versus Matt, for all the low, low, lower levels, excuse me, small school conference tournaments, which starts today. So we're going to go through these. I'm making bets. You're making plays. We're not betting these games per se, but we're going to go ATS it. We're going to keep track every day and see who has a better record at the end. The loser buys the other person a hat of their choice. We game? Yeah, it's fine. I right. told you. Whatever you want to do is fine with me. You I, have I, to have I, some input. You can't be just like Mister, like whatever you want. Like you have to be have some input on this. You're agreeing. I, you to a know bet. how I feel about the picks. I don't care about the picks. I'll do the picks. I'll play along with yes, the game. Like play along. Know, it's a game. Want to do picks? I'll play the game. It's fine. We'll just we'll, see what we'll happens. We'll give us something a, a rooting interest. Don't you have any competitive juices that get going when it comes to this stuff? Don't you want to beat someone like me? No. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I don't. I don't care. I, I've, I've done all this stuff. Like I've, yeah. this is my life. Like I did it for all these years. I don't care about beating anybody anymore. <laughs> like I don't. I want yeah. you to win. That's you the want thing. me to win. Well, no. When I bet money, we're not betting money on this. So it's just to give well, us something. No, when to look you at. bet money, you want to win. Yeah, but different like, story. Yeah. But this is I don't care. But I just want to make you buy me a hat. That's all. I'd rather beat you in golf. That's what I'd rather. That can't happen. 
What? You won't beat me in golf. I haven't played in eight months. So I can beat you today. Guaranteed. Really? Guaranteed. Yes. I'll beat you today. Now you've got my competitive. Juice. Okay. <laughs> How far are you off the tee? You long? I mean, I don't know. 275, 300. You know, we're good. Oh, you're 300. Okay. I want to, you can do it. I want to see you in a 300 yard drive. All right. Now I, I want to see this. Okay. Are let's you, go. See, play in the, the desert. We hit a ball downhill. Well, it. yeah, it's a little different. Yeah, it's a little. I mean, like a, <laughs> like a legitimate, like East Coast 300-yard drive. Not oh, like, we're not playing on the East Coast, though. Yeah, no, well, not? then you're talking about my drives going 315. The crazier the crazier courses, the harder courses, the one with the real hard ground, those are the ones you can really uncork some some fun yeah. golf balls. Technology is a fun thing, and in playing desert golf, <laughs> you can let it rip. So, yeah, so we'll have that. Okay, so we'll we'll have a competitive ah, golf round at, at some point. Now we're talking. All right, so... You kind of touched on it a little bit with the baseball chat, but let's talk about this a little bit here because if baseball can get a deal done today, I'm not sure they're going to, but they extended the deadline to 5 p.m. today. How do you feel about 14 teams in the playoffs? Man, It's almost half the entire Major League Baseball makes the postseason now. Um, we've, we've had these discussions uh, on the show about the – regular season being cheapened downgraded i don't know what word to use it would do that in baseball and forever baseball's held that argument we play 162 because it is the longest and the most meaningful regular season that the, the cream usually rises to the top and there's been some very good teams that don't make the postseason mm. that in years past i mean 14 teams I understand why, because when you get more eyeballs on your stuff for meaningful games, you can actually charge these networks and all this stuff. Like they need to get the game grown. The worst part about it is they'll play the games late at night on the East Coast. So kids won't be able to watch like they're going to screw it up on top of everything else. I don't like it, but I'm open to change. Like, I'm, you know, if that's what it's going to take. okay, but. It's too much. I, I I think it's I think it's. Don't much. you have to recalibrate the entire futures market if this oh, happens? Oh yeah. Oh, you have to because now I mean, fourteen teams making the tournament. The likelihood of a Cinderella is pretty good. I mean, you get some team that gets hot. As we know, baseball is a funky sport. You get a hot pitcher or two, and you can ride that dude all the way to a championship. I mean, this is. I understand the idea of we want to expand the postseason because we make the most money during the playoffs. I also get the idea that they don't care about April because April historically for the East Coast, Northeast teams, they don't make any money in April. The attendance is always opening day is always great. But then after that, people don't show up because it's cold in April in Philly, Boston, New York, Chicago. Hmm. No one wants to be sitting out there and freezing your ass off watching baseball in April 15th when it's 45 degrees outside. So I and so I get that you know, conspiracy theory too, as to why they're drawing, dragging their feet. But Buster only put out the tweet saying, if it's not going to be 14, it'll be 12 with the top two seeds getting a buy. And then the rest play a best of three to get down to what, to four on either side. Right. I, I mean, I'm just going, wait a minute. So now we were all bitching and moaning about the one game playoff, right? Saying right. like, Wild card game is a one game playoff. That's not really what, the way baseball is played. It's always played over a course of a couple of games, you know, three game series, five, seven game series. So now we're going to three game series across the board. But if you're the number one seed, 
do you want to sit for four or five days? Isn't that always the question in the postseason? Like, are your bats going to go cold? It helps the pitchers. It helps you line up the pitching the way you want it. So yes. from that aspect of it, yes, it's fine. It gives guys a rest when they don't normally get a rest. Physically taking three days off of playing baseball after playing for 162 or 158 or whatever the hell it's going to be, it helps. It okay. doesn't help your eyes. And yes, hot bats may cool off. But at least it gives the teams that earn that spot the ability to line up the pitchers the way they want them, to make sure that any tight arms, tired arms, you know, tight muscles, things like that, get a rest going into the playoffs. Now, I mean, once you get going, it's going to kind of reoccur. Everybody's beat up by the time, you know, September comes. So, you see it. I mean, last year, you know, Scherzer's arm was done. I mean, it was yeah. just, he was tired. It was a dead arm. He was tired and they didn't have anything left. And the Dodgers, you know, were done. Um, I don't know. It's, I, I just want to see, I love seeing the game in the playoffs be the same game in the regular season, just with higher stakes. When you're playing in 38 degrees and, off mm. and on rain and wind. It's, it takes away from it for me. I don't want to see that. And if we're going to extend this to 14 teams, three-game series, how long are we going to be playing baseball? Well, supposedly it brought – and Will Carroll brought this up, injury expert on Twitter, but he he was making the point of they're probably going to play three games at one site that they're not going to have travel because you can't have the travel day. Like you can't – if you're going to have 14 Ooh. teams in – you just go to one site. Like there's just, you're playing three games there and it's all in one site and you're not traveling because you can't because you, what your point, your point's accurate. That if you start elongating this and having it be over, okay, you have a travel day before then two games, then a travel day, then the game you've blown an entire week. So you're pushing everything back a week. Right. If you do that, you can't do it with 14 teams. You just, you just can't, it, it, it puts, you have to have that. You'll go into freaking November. Like you'll have November, a world series in November, not just like game seven, but like game three will be in November. Yeah. That's too much. Um, yeah. I'd have to see the schedule. That's we can't have that. So, so the, the road team would have to play all three games at one site. If they did 14, if, if that's what they ultimately decide, the right. scheduling would have to, he, he speculated saying it sounds like the only way they could make it happen on a calendar. So you're not playing deep, into October, November, early November would be to play all three sites on one, all three games on one site. Like you just, you're the higher seed, you know, you, you're lucky to be in as the seven seed. So you're going to go play the two seed and you're playing all three games on that one place. I would, I would come back with, if you do it like that, you do the visitors get the first game in the lower seat and then the home team gets the last two. Yeah, that's fine. But you still have the travel day though. Yeah. That's the problem that you, you that, want you because you once you have that travel. Now you're talking about travel because after the series is over, another travel day. So you're adding two days with no baseball. And so you're extending. If you do this with a three game series, you're extending this dramatically and it makes it even later into right. the into the fall to make it happen. Look, I 12 is a lot. I, I don't mind it. I don't like it, but I'm, a, I'm, I'm better with 12 than I am with 14. I think 14 is way too many teams to be in the postseason. And frankly, 
so you know somebody else made it made a good point in order for uh the the veto to happen to a proposal you have to have at least eight owners who are saying no and it sounds like the vast majority of the owners that are saying no to these proposals are the small market teams not the big market teams so your oakland's you know your seattle's your teams that are your owners that aren't putting a lot of money back in the product anyway and they're kind of holding ransom here to the big market clubs who just want to go and play baseball. Like, let's go play baseball because they can afford it. They don't need to worry about, you know, nickel and diming here over these nuances and these, you know, how much is a minor league player going to make and how much is the league minimum and, you know, all the things that they're currently fighting over, which is really, really ridiculous to be quite honest because of how much money that they all make. And the idea that these owners don't make millions, billions of this is insane. And yeah. I, I'm, I've been on the player side on a lot of this stuff because you know, the vast majority of major league baseball players. And when I say this, please don't like hit me over the head. Cause I know it sounds a bit ridiculous. The average salary in America is like $45,000. Okay. So just, we're not talking about the same level of like a guy who, you know, works at a bar versus a dude who's playing major league baseball, but the average major league baseball player makes about $600,000 a year. Okay. It's a lot of money. I, I get that. But in the grand scheme of what they're doing, that's not a ton of money. And these guys are playing and look what Amazon and Peacock are going to put out right now for streaming these games. They're, they're getting another hundred million dollars out of this. So it's like, these are for streaming games. These aren't for games on, on Fox or games on ESPN or Sunday night baseball or any of those packages that they're selling. This is streaming baseball games for Amazon and Peacock along with, and I got to figure out what happens to MLB.com when this happens, by the way, because I thought that was the whole point of MLB.com was because we were some right. MLB.tv, excuse me, was to watch these games out of market. And now we're going to have Amazon and Peacock both having games like, okay. But that's a lot of money. And I don't blame the players for saying, hey, look it. <laughs> we all got to benefit here, okay? We all got to eat. We all got to take, you know, we're in this together. We've got a legal bargaining right to negotiate these terms. And we're fighting over, you know, you guys are going to make a ton of money, but you need the games to be played to play, to have any money be brought in. You got to play the games. Without a doubt. It's, it's, it's a, <clears throat> it's a great discussion. It's a great um, lesson in what is the product. The product is the game. Without the game, there is no product. So like, like at some point, what are we talking about? We got to talk about the game. And the game has sustained the test of time. The mound is the same distance that it's been from home plate forever. The bases are still 90 feet. Now there's parks that are moving fences in. There's parks <laughs> that are moving fences out, you know, because of the this, ball, that, whatever. Yeah. I they mean, play with the ball. <laughs> what they're doing with the ball, that's a whole other story. We I, I still, that, that still is the, the single most insane gloss over story of the last decade that Major League Baseball admitted to tinkering with the baseball last year. And it just was like, okay. And, yeah, <laughs> they literally just, admitted we played with the ball. Turn the page. It was, it, it was amazing. And, and like, that probably should come up again, you know, prior to, to all this. I mean, there's a lot of people that are, you know, like analytics rules everything. I mean, you know, they keep talking about this and they keep talking about that. Then like, 
wait a second. They changed the balls, man. Like all of your, and they denied it for you. No, 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 no. We didn't No, Rawlings. It was Rawlings. Rawlings did that. It was there. We ordered the same ball. We didn't do that. What are you talking about? We didn't touch it. Yeah. Oh yeah. We kind of did. So like, we didn't really tell you, but like, we, we kind of felt like it was necessary because of what was happening with the game and like had to kind of bump it up. (laughs) We're betting money on this stuff, guys. (laughs) Like we're, we're all trying to look at, you use a different ball in the second half of the year and the first half of the year. What yeah. the hell are you talking about? Yeah. You can't just after the fact, yada, 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 that like, that, sorry, like I'm not Seinfeld. You can't just Seinfeld this. Like this is a right. big deal. The actual game is played with a, it's just like a basketball that's inflated or not a football is inflated or not. Like yeah. you can't just say, eh, <laughs> we changed it. We changed it. We just felt like the ball needed to be changed. You're going to have actual sports books in the ballparks yes like you're gonna <laughs> actually have the patrons now i mean they could be four on their phones now you you've partnered with right. books you're gonna that everything is together now like this and you're changing the balls and you're just like yeah we did and then like the news cycle in this world now is 24 to 48 hours it just goes away um, this one won't go away though. This is, this is a lot of things I think. And, and I give the guys that understand that credit because they're not just negotiating for now they're negotiating right. for the next one and for the, you know, the next one. And you look back at baseball history and a guy like Kirk flood talking about being a free agent and what they did when you really look back, I mean, he went through some shit, like some oh. real terrible stuff to have to get to and And he had, you know, people kind of with him fighting for it. And you're like, okay. And I think that's lost on a lot of people. A lot of, you know, um, people don't even know who he is, but when you really start to look at the history of it, this is the way this goes. And both sides have their heels dug in. I think, um, you know, it's, it's hard to, you know, it's not really hard for most people to pick sides. You're picking a player's side. Right. It's, it's, that's, that's what, that's what they do. But I hope it gets resolved. I just hope, I mean, 14 teams in the playoffs is way too much. Hey, uh, if you're watching on Twitter at the moment and you can tell your brethren, this is back-to-back days. This has happened with YouTube. We're fine streaming on Twitter. We're, we're live and rocking, but YouTube froze again. Last time it froze late in the show. This is freezing early in the show. So oh, I'm not boy. really sure what's going on with our YouTube stuff. So I I, I do a pro- apologize with that, but um, that's weird. So we're, we're live on Twitter, but... I don't think I don't think Matt can shut the YouTube link because we'd close the Twitter stream too if we did that. So we don't want to do that. So if you're watching on Twitter, you know, hopefully you guys can kind of matriculate over to Twitter if you're if you're used to watching it on YouTube or if you're listening to this after the fact. You know, we're we're, we're good on on Twitter. We're good on, on at Sports Talk Matt on Twitter at Bustoni versus the book. The the link is pinned every day to the top of those accounts so if you're ever looking for the stream and like where's the live stream can't find it youtube froze just go to twitter either at boston versus the book or at sports talk matt and you'll see the the, the does that mean the chat is frozen too i believe so i think everything okay yeah so we'll post the full show on YouTube after the show is over. So um, we got Matt Lindemann coming on from WinBet here in about six minutes. So looking forward to that conversation going with him to talk about what's happening uh, in 
the world behind the counter. There's obviously a lot of things happening for WinBet. I love what the guys have been doing with their NBA lines because they've been first to market, uh, yep. consistently first to market. So we can talk to Matt a little bit about the strategy behind that and what they're doing with that market because they really are set in the market. And it's great for someone like me who bets overnight. So I love it. So I, I get those yep. lines nice and quick and early. So uh, I, I do appreciate them doing that. So he's coming on here in a little bit. You're wearing the Grizzlies hat. So why don't we get into the jaw stuff here? Ja Morant goes for 52 last night. Ja Morant had one of the most insane buzzer beater shots I've ever seen. <laughs> I, he had one of the most electrifying dunks that at least this season or maybe the last couple of seasons, I mean, up, up in a way in posterizing dudes last night. Where and why are the MVP odds so low or so high on Ja Morant? Can't get anybody to bet him. This is... Uh... So uh, this is one of those things in a book where the odds don't necessarily reflect what it maybe should be. The odds reflect the action you're taking. And right now, you're taking nothing but those big guy bets on Embiid, Giannis, and Jokic. And can't get any bets on jaw. If you scroll down on FanDuel, there's a most improved player award. So about a month and a half ago, I but that's going to be Tyler Hero, right? Uh, it's going to be Ja Morant. It's going to be Ja. Okay, I mean Tyler Hero is going to win the Sixth Man of the Year award, and some people Correct. think he, he's winning that's, Sixth Man and Most Improved. Yes. So there's a little bit. Some people are. I, I've seen people say the correl. There could be a correlating double award there for Tyler Hero, but Ja. I mean, what he is doing this season, I don't know. It, it's. Uh, Embiid is the guy. I understand that, but what happens if Memphis winds up as the top seed in the West? That's that changes everything, okay. right? That literally changes everything, and that's how you have to vote these awards. And I said uh, on Sports Grid, I said a month and a half ago, it was even money for Jaw to win six player or uh, most improved most improved. Players. Yeah, it's minus four fifty. Oh boy! <laughs> and I was like. And they said, why do you think this? And I'm like, because they can't give him the MVP unless Memphis is the number one seed. If they're okay. the number one seed, they'll 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 kind of give it to him. But he's the face right now. I mean, he is, it's awesome to watch. He's unbelievable. And they keep winning basketball games. So under last night, by the way. They got yeah, finally set a number high enough where to with San Antonio. Under only one only one seven Spurs couldn't keep up. No. Um, so yeah, it's 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 a good discussion, and it's just one of those things that, you know, if you people are going to vote, I I think you have to step out to vote Jaw, but they got to give him an award, right? They got to give the NBA right? wants to give him something. They give him this most improved player, and that's the way people are betting it. Minus four fifty now from a month ago it was even money. So, boy, you see that line movement, you know that people are betting that. It's interesting to look at small market teams with MVPs. So I don't know how if I want to quantify Denver as a small market team, but it's not an East Coast major market, you know, historic franchise. Right. And Jokic won it last year. Yeah. And there were a lot of people, including me, who were not really on board with that. Yep. <laughs> and I was kind of like, eh. I don't know if I'm, I'm going to give it to Jokic. Ja, to me, you take Ja Morant off that team. Where is that team? 
I don't know if they're third in the Western Conference with a clear, you know. I'm not sure they're even in top six. Um, they're pretty good team wise. They're they're I mean, Bain is good and they've got some, you know, post presence and I don't know. I, I think John Morant is the to me, if I was gonna vote MVP in terms of most valuable at the moment, John Morant, I know Embiid is there. I get it. I know what he is. I would give it to John Morant right now. I don't know if the Sixers are in a playoffs if well, yeah, I mean, given what's going on with Simmons, and yeah, I would agree with that. That's I mean, what I mean. Yeah, like I, would, I would agree with that. But it's, I, I don't, I'm still waiting for the Embiid injury. Yeah. I mean, I'm still waiting for that. Know. You know, I'm still waiting. But this is, if he stays healthy, it's incredible. It's just odd to me that Embiid has decided to say publicly he's the MVP and that he, he seriously wants that. Like he wants this trophy. Well, he did this last year. I mean, he, right. was, he was telling everybody. And then he got hurt. You know, yeah. So and that was it. And then the hurt, you got hurt and it was done. So now it's like, okay, can you make it through the whole year? That's my only thing with him is he's such a liability health wise that you build your whole team around a dude who can't stay healthy. He's healthy right now. Yeah. If he stays healthy. He, I mean, I, I think he probably will run the, win the award, but I, I think this, this is so good for the NBA to have Memphis be good. It's such a, oh, it's is- so good for the NBA to have Utah, to have Memphis, to have Denver, these these teams that are not your Laker, Clipper, Nick, you know, right. Sixer, East Coast yeah. stuff yeah. to have, you know, the middle part of the country, borderline flyover state country, have yeah. really good, talented teams. And, man, and young in and, young and, and, and like, you know, Cleveland's another one. Correct. It's, it's yep. Fantastic. Milwaukee, obviously, with Giannis winning it last year was perfect. Right. Um, this is everyone's following the perfect script for the NBA, except New Orleans, New Orleans with Zion well, was supposed to be. Yeah. They could the be answer here, they, but if Zion figures it out, if, I mean, they could be just, you need Zion to figure it out. He's got to get healthy and he's got to get on the court and he's got to be focused and whatever's going on with him. But right now the job versus Zion debate is over. Like it's not oh, even it's a not, conversation. Yeah, it's not even a discussion. Not <laughs> yeah, it's just where John Morant is, yeah. and who would you rather have? Who would you build around? Who do you feel better about? Who should have been picked first? Like any debate you want to have between John Morant and Zion Williamson, it's not even a conversation at the moment, and it's got to be yeah. a real. Every time Ja does, what we did last night the dunk, the win, the fifty-two points, the the shot at the buzzer, whatever you want to say, it's got to be just a little bit of a stick in the side of Pelican fans going like, man, that hurts. Like you went back and forth and you were talking about who was going to do what. And it's like this kid from a small school, take the Duke kid. Don't, don't take the kid from the small school. Take the Duke kid. Kid from the small school is climbing to heights. We haven't seen and throwing down dunks and shooting threes. And just, and being as cool and like, you know, modest about it. Like, like, and, and, doing it the right way. I mean, there's so many guys like each team is getting a guy. I mean, look at Carl Anthony Towns in Minnesota right. has, has become kind of that identity. Trey young in Atlanta is, is, is fantastic. I mean, he's, he's doing it there. What Luca's doing in Dallas is, is phenomenal. Big um, market, but yeah. Yeah. It, it's just, it's, it's happening again where the NBA is kind of getting nicely dispersed um i think the playoffs are going to be fantastic it's going to be a very good um stretch run for positioning mm. and 
It's going to give us stuff to talk about on a daily basis. I wish they would play every other night. If they cool. played every other night, like the NHL, the man, NBA it would be awesome. Yeah. Their schedule every other night. Yeah. To play Oof. basketball, every, playoffs. You know, oh, playoffs. Oh, playoffs. oh, play, sorry. Sorry. I, I misunderstood what you're saying. Playoffs. Yeah. Not even. A, yeah. They play absolutely. Wednesday and then they play Sunday. Well, and the, they don't travel. But you know why, though, right? I mean, it's all television. It's all yeah. And, and, and the NBA finals, that was always, it's always the thing I always laugh at because without even knowing who's in the NBA finals, they know the NBA final TV schedule. Like they right. know how many yeah. games it's, you know, yeah. game, game, four days off, <laughs> game, three days off, game, because they want their, you know, Friday night, Sunday night, Thursday night. Saturday it's night, eleven days <laughs> spaced out. It's ridiculous. It's a TV show. That's the thing. Chapter one, chapter two. Oh. That's what they want. They don't want it to be pay, played like a competitive game. They just want to be able to maximize the television ratings and get people. When are they home? When can they watch? But all that's changing now, right? With all this on-demand stuff and watching on your phone and watching, you know, everywhere you want. You don't have to wait anymore. You can just go ahead and jump in and do whatever you would like. So, Very all right. Our guy's in the back room. Let's bring him up. It is Matt Lindemann from WinBet. This is very cool. Uh, Dave teased this a little bit on yesterday. We're going to have a conversation about everything happening with WinBet. Matt, Matt and Dave, great to see you. Thanks for coming on. What's going on, guys? Hello, Matthew. Good to see you, sir. Um, You're not wearing the glasses, but that's fine. No. Yeah, got the glare, so. That's okay. Um, So we got a bunch of stuff to talk to you about. But the first thing I want to ask you about, is you doing this NBA first to market, put the numbers up, did a live stream from the room the other day, you, Mo, and Anthony, breaking the the third wall down, pulling back the curtain a little bit. Tell the people, because I've been talking about it pretty much every day in the show, and Matt is betting it overnight, so okay. you know, he wants to thank you as well. Because <laughs> it helps. We, have, we have a real <laughs> overnight line first here yep, right. out of Vegas, which is great. Tell us quickly just what you're doing and then about the process. And then, you know, if people want to either participate and watch more what you got going on with that. Yeah. So we, you know, I think you and I did, we always talked about this at CG. We always thought that being in the back room was the best content that there is in this industry. Um, You know, to be a fly on the wall in that room and hear some of the conversations, hear the things that come up, the bets that come in, all this stuff. uh, It's really fascinating. So we wanted to try to find a way to show that a little bit without it being too much of an inconvenience to us, you know, trying to do our jobs and booking. So uh, when we moved into the new office, we realized we had computers with cameras on them with teams and Skype and all that going now. Uh, So we finally had a setup to where we could, we had a camera on us. We just needed to figure out what we wanted to talk about. So a couple months ago, we decided we wanted to start doing NBA openers. You know, we noticed the market was just really bad overnight. You know, nobody was really opening. I think everybody just, just very nervous about injuries and big guys sitting and load management and all that. And, you know, it just, it seems like someone was going to have to step up and say, let's try to open a number and get the market moving a little bit, get it, try to solidify it as early as we can so that, you know, we can start taking bigger limits and we don't sit there at 2 PM the day of the game, wondering what the numbers should be with or without this guy, you know? So we started doing it every day and we sit down and we talk about each game for 60 to 90 seconds. It's, you know, nothing too detailed, nothing too crazy. We just, you know, talk about our numbers and, any thoughts we might have and just throw it up. And, you know, I think that we've got the guys in the room that know what to do bookmaking wise, that we can manage any, any bad numbers we put up, we can figure out where we need to be. And uh, yeah, so we just want people to come on and see this process and see us having fun and, 
and joking around and we want to get, you know, some feedback comments. We want to answer questions eventually, but uh, yeah, we're just trying it out every day. I think we're going to do it through the tournament and see how that goes. And then we'll, uh, we'll decide from there. Matt, Dave often talks about put a number up, take a bet, move the number. Don't worry about all the other things going into it. But if you have a number up, max bet comes in, just move the number. If you could explain like Dallas at LA tonight. So you guys put up minus four last night. You're first to market this morning. Number moves to five and a half. How quickly are you guys? How quickly are you moving numbers when you put a number up? If you see a big bet come in, if you take a max, whatever your limits are for the overnight, it comes in. How quickly are you guys moving those numbers after you post them? Um, well, it's very nuanced. We don't have a specific way we're doing any one game, but yeah, just depending on who comes in and bets it, what my number, I think my number takes a little bit of precedence over Mo's and Anthony's, but when we have a difference, that's when it's really hard is when we talk about a game, like I think I made that game three and then the other two guys said it should be higher. So we open somewhere in between. Um, so it's tough to know, is my number right? Is their number right? Uh, I think they announced LeBron was questionable though, after we opened the number. So we knew that it was probably going nowhere, but up and mm. especially after the way the Lakers looked the other night. So it really is just a game by game thing. And like Dave said, just don't be scared of taking bets. That's the biggest thing is take the bet, move the line and take another bet, move it again. And, you know, we've had situations where we've had guys come in and fake us six, seven points the wrong way. And then absolutely avalanches back. <laughs> towards the right number. I mean, and it's, it's terrifying for the night guys. It's, it's not something that any bookmaker wants to deal with, but it makes us better. It, it helps us communicate and just knowing what the number's supposed to be. It's such a big difference in the results compared to just kind of being in the dark. Maddie, how much is the social media and like getting the information a part of the process now? Because it really never was. And like, I tell people all the time, you were one of the first guys that I met in the book that really used social media for to get your information out there, but also for to learn more. Now you see this stuff. It's incredible to me. How much does it go into the process? I mean, I see kind of Anthony, that's he's looking for, for that injury information or scouring social media. It's part of the process now, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, we, we do it beforehand before we even go on. And, and luckily, Anthony does that for me. He's done a great job doing it every day. He goes through. And I've, I've honestly, this year, I've, and this is the first year I've ever done NBA at all. I've never even made power ratings for NBA before. So this is very new to me. But uh, I started, you know, a few weeks in, I realized I needed to go through the rotations game by game and say, okay, like these two guys didn't play the last time they were on the road or blah, blah, blah. Last time these, you know, two teams met, three guys were out. So I can go through and figure out you know, who was missing, what they might be worth and try to make an adjustment. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of work that goes into it. And we even have admin who sit there and uh, watch and they'll yell. So, you know, Morant's out and it's amazing. Like we don't pay him to do it. We don't ask him to do it. They just, you know, they want to contribute. They want to help. And, uh, you know, anytime we get that information, we try to be ahead of the market. Hmm. We were talking about the John Morant market for him MVP in the last segment before you came on, Matt. What are you guys seeing? Is it all in bead money? Is anybody coming around on John Morant given what he did last night and how well the, the Grizzlies are playing right now? I mean, it seems like the odds are still still pretty long odds on John Morant to win the MVP. Yeah, well, this is Mo's market. I'm giving I gave this one to Mo. And he's on the hook for it. And he just keeps taking in bead bets. I don't know why. He's just like, we're getting murdered to Embiid. And we got the best price by 20 cents the other day. So I don't know if we know what's going on with the MVP, to be honest. <laughs> I know that 
I know that I know that Mo likes Doncic, but he's still like thirty to one, and it just seems it's going to be Jokic or Embiid, right? I don't know how it yeah. couldn't be. Those two guys are just—I mean, Durant's so good, but like those two guys are far and away. So I don't know. I, that's that's really Mo's topic, but <laughs> I, I'll tell you, man. Like the MVP markets are—I I think I labeled it last week as like a nothing but red market. You you just don't every selection that could win at the end of the year is a big red number. It just there's never a time where you protect a guy start to finish and need him at the end of the year. And he wins. Like huh. we're doing college player of the year for uh college basketball. And you know, we had Sheboy. I protected him the whole year being a Kentucky guy and we still lose to him now. Like I can't, it's impossible to book these markets. So, so um, we're just hoping to get out, you know, without it being a bloodbath. <laughs> All right. So transition to college basketball, because I know you love it. And I know you're a Kentucky guy. This is crazy. What happened on Saturday. All right. The right before we get conference tournaments and heading into March Madness, the top six teams in the in the you know AP lose outright. Who in the hell is going to win this thing, Matthew? And Peralt has come up with some ridiculous thing that him and I have to pick the games head to head. <laughs> you have to help me with all these small conference tournaments because you know I don't know shit about any of that stuff. <laughs> so. First of all, give the people a little bit of what you're thinking in the room as far as futures for the big tournament, and then tell the people about these small conference tournaments and why nobody bets them. Yeah. Um, well, for the man, it's so tough this time of year to add a future. You know, betting a future right before the NCAA tournament, probably the worst time all year you can do it, I think. Um, but, you know, looking at some of the contenders, I don't like Gonzaga. I don't think that they have the mental makeup. I don't think they believe they can win the national title after what happened last year, personally. And, you know, that St. Mary's game kind of confirmed it. They had been rolling through conference play. By the way, I had Gonzaga under 15 and a half conference wins, mm. and they they just had to lose a game, and they lost. They finished 13 and one, but since they canceled two games, I got a refund, oh. even though – I didn't know until Monday. Is morning. that in the house rules? We've had a lot of questions I, about I've that with people. I've dispute to gaming. I've never sent a dispute to gaming before, but like it's not on the app, so we'll see. But I, I mean, it didn't affect the win total. You know, the two games, I didn't even need them. Right. So the best they could we'll finish is fifteen and one. Yeah, you should. Yeah, win that, yeah, yeah. But I, either either way, I don't really like Gonzaga. I think even though they don't have the uh, whatever it is, the pedigree or. You know, defensively, their defensive efficiency is terrible. I think Purdue is going to be the team that is most likely to make a Baylor-type run through the tournament. I think that they're the team that knows that they have the the studs and it's just kind of getting through the regular season, waiting for their shot in March. I think that's the team that could really impress people. And uh, so i got a future on them. I've got Kentucky, but I'm just – I'm not going to say anything one way or the other. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens. Uh, and then, I, I mean, I like Arizona too. I like Auburn, but you know, the prices are mostly gone on those teams. So it's tough to add anything this time of year. Yeah. I agree um, with that. And then for the conference tournaments. Yeah. I, Dave, I don't know shit about these teams either. Like <laughs> I just, I just update the numbers and tell them what the numbers should be. But yeah, like I told Mo, he wanted to put all of them up and said, man, we're going to get three sharp bets for 2000 each and nothing else. Yep. There's just no interest, you know? And like, the only people that ask about it are guys who like maybe want to throw 50 bucks on one or two teams. And then you don't get anything else. You just don't. So I wish the conference tournaments got more interest, but it's just not, not a popular thing for some reason. Did you guys today flip the home, the home court with, with the um, Illinois Chicago versus green Bay game? I think it was, did you guys get caught by that? Every book got caught on that overnight. They thought the I game. Got fucking, 
Nobody else got caught. I got caught. We're sitting there last night. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know if I can cuss. You can like, say anything you, you want. There's even, a D, there's even a D on the screen to, that I should have clicked on that would have told me that it was. But it does say on DB, bottom teams are home for Horizon. Well, no, because they round. forfeited. that They were supposed to be at home, but they didn't want to host. So they yeah. are the lower seed. And they said, hey, we don't want the game here. And so the books were keeping on thinking Illinois Chicago was the home team. And they're not. They're on the road. They're the higher yeah, seed, but they're on the road. Man, I bet it. Um, <laughs> but like that goes to show you, like when you're trying to do all this stuff every day, day after day, you're just going to miss some things. And like I know that these guys can beat us and what we're doing in the openers, and that's fine. I, I don't care if we lose the openers. I just want people to come play at a place where we actually can make a number, and we're not just copying everybody else. So um, we're going to keep trying to do this as long as they don't carry us out. We're going to keep doing it. I think so. It's very cool. How did you guys deal with the Providence game tonight? I mean, Dave and I talked about it a little bit that, that you know, Providence is a team that has already won the Big East championship monster letdown spot. Nova needs it to keep rolling. I thought the line was going to be four or five. Dave thought it would be six or seven open to 10 last night. Where are you guys with Providence Nova tonight and, and are taking anybody taking Providence with the dog bet? Well, I'm not actually in there, but I, I know that we opened nine and a half. I think everybody came nine when it opened. And my number was like somewhere between nine and a half and 10. So I just traded it up to nine and a half. And I, I would imagine, I mean, I'm looking at it now. It's pretty much painted nine and a half everywhere. So I'm thinking it's maybe not a game that's seeing a ton of action anywhere. Uh, but like for me personally, looking at that game, I'm going to try to find a reason to bet Villanova in that spot. You know, I, I think them laying nine should tell you about all you need to know in game too. Right. I mean, just watch the first couple of minutes and seeing if Providence actually cares. Yeah. Yeah. It totally could be a spot. I mean, cause they've already locked up the one seed, right? They don't need yeah. this game. Yeah. So, they're done. Um, yeah. I don't know. It'll, it'll be interesting. I mean, the thing about Providence though, is they're just so they're so gutty. Like you can see them. They're the one of the two teams in Wisconsin go out and win a game like this, just cause it doesn't make any sense. But, <laughs> exactly. Um, That's exactly. So a bit, but like gambling Twitter hates Providence. Every guy, about it. Everybody doesn't like them and they can't wait to tell you that they're the luckiest team in the, there's a new thing called a luck factor that is yep. now quantified that somebody has come up with a number. You can't count everything. I mean, how do you quantify luck and what do you think Providence is going to do? Not just in the big East tournament, but in the big tournament. I mean, I, I said this, I was amazed. I kept scrolling. I couldn't find them. Like they are literally, man, they're 60th in my power ratings. I have, Belmont, VCU, Rutgers, and BYU ahead of them. Like Whoa. it's crazy. And I don't, I don't manually adjust. I just got a formula that plugs in the result and gives me an adjustment. And it goes game by game. And I mean, these are pretty solid. And yeah, they're way down there. I, I don't know if it's um it just seems like every game they play in the Big East is like a five-point game, one way or the other. Yeah. And then I'm I'm guessing in in the time in the instances where they are laying a bunch of points, they're probably not getting it done. And then Games like this against, you know, UConn or uh, Villanova when they're catching nine after probably getting blown out. So mm. I, I don't know. Yeah, the luck factor is interesting, but I don't know how it translates to March. I don't know if you necessarily want to say that a team that's kind of gelled and learn how to win tough games is going to is going to struggle in March. I don't know if that's necessarily logical. So, um, you know, a team like Providence are going to be power rated low, but that might be the kind of team you want to be on. You know, they they seem to have figured something out that a lot of other schools haven't. Yeah, I got could. one more for you before Good. before we let you go, and that maybe Matt has one for you mm -hmm. too. You put up baseball season wins back in January. I think you did it. I mean, maybe even December. You were the first one and only one I know to put them up. One is there going to be baseball, and yeah. two, how in the hell did you do those numbers? And did you get any bets on them? Because 
We don't know who's playing. They don't even know if they're playing. We don't know if there's going to be 14 teams in the tournament. We don't know shit. How did you put those numbers up? Um, well, my biggest thing is we want to just be first with everything that we can. I mean, I, like way first, like three months before anyone's even interested in talking about it first. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I just wanted to sit there and sit there and sit there. And then when someone else opens, go, oh, yeah, those have been open for three months. Um, so we just, again, it's like, <laughs> just throw a number up. Who cares? It's okay if we're wrong. So we took, you know, I found any projected standings I could, you know, find. And then I let three other guys guess. And we just took the average of the four of us, you know, and Beautiful. between four guys, you're going to get pretty close. And um, so nobody bet them really. We took, you know, a few $5 bets. I think just probably people testing it out. We even went to plus 103 once they, you know, announced that it was probably going to get pushed back because we figure if you're going to make people tie up money on a stipula- on a prop that has a stipulation, you got to play 160 games. You may as well give them plus money because they're not going to bet it anyway. Um, so we sat there plus one or three. We wanted to see if anyone would go down the board and just bet every single one of them for a dime or whatever, yeah. but no interest. So, yeah. I, you know, to be honest with you, I don't really care anymore. And I don't care if there's a season. Like, I'm kind of over this shit. And, <laughs> you know, I'm rooting for the players. Like, I think they should hold out as long as yep. Yep. humanly possible. I don't care if there's a season this year. I think the players, I'm with them 100%. Yep. And screw these owners. Like the game is only getting worse. So we got to draw the line somewhere. And I think at least maybe we'll have some college baseball to talk about if we don't get uh, MLB, which would be a great, uh, a great result out of that. So, all right. Last question before I let you go. If I gave you a hundred dollars right now, who would you bet on to win the SEC tournament? Oh, that's so, that's tough. <laughs> Um, cause I love this. I, I've watched more sec basketball this year. I covered the league back earlier in my career, but I've come back and I'm, I have fallen head over heels for this conference this year. There are so many good, good teams. I cannot wait to watch this war. NCAA tournaments can be fun too, but the sec tournament is going to be an absolute barn burner. Yeah, it's going to be so, I mean, like Auburn, Kentucky and Tennessee, they're all right there for me. I have them all within a point of each other. I think they're clearly ahead of everyone else. Arkansas is surging, but I, I think Arkansas is going to, I'm not seeing them doing anything this year personally. Um, Alabama is a team that's power rating is much higher than, but like, yeah, you don't want them. They're the um, hardest team to handicap. Are, are they not? Is, is, isn't Bama the yeah, hardest team to figure out? I don't, that's what, I, you know, what's funny is I was at the bar and I watched the Kentucky Alabama game and we were killing them. And I bet I was kind of drunk, but I bet 7,800 on Gonzaga. no, at, or 3,900 to win 500 on Gonzaga. No, because I was like, if Gonzaga lost to this fucking team, then there is no way that they were winning at all. And I woke up the next morning. I was like, man, why'd I do that? But, <laughs> it probably will win, uh, though. I mean, I, I'll probably be with you. But I, yeah, I, 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 no. Bama's phenomenally crazy. So who are you betting on? I need a pick. I would take Mississippi State. You know, what? I think that looking at, yeah. If you want to take a shot, like, I mean, do you want me to give you one that's going to win or? For like a good, I, don't, I, don't know. I mean, I, it's just the power rating is much higher than um, you would think. I've always kind of liked them, but I, I don't know, man. I don't think I'd bet it. I've got it's hard. Kentucky plus three seventy five from like January, but Ooh. I'm sure that's gone now. Not great stuff, man. Thanks for coming on. Let's do it again soon. All right. So, all right, he's you out. You're out. I think, I think he's out. I got it's Matt. <laughs> That's Thanks, Matt Lindemann, senior trader <laughs> at WinBet. Very cool. Internet conked right at the end. It was perfect. We we're saying right. goodbye, and then right. the internet went down. So that was yeah. great. So we got that in. Mississippi State. Listen, what? he's always looking for value. He's he's one of the sharpest guys I know. I mean, 
he showed up at the book the first day to to train and you know they gave him to me and we started talking for 10 minutes and i'm like yeah you're good like i just <laughs> yeah. need to show you where the bathroom is i need to show you how to like sign in and sign out you're writing tickets is i don't need to train you with nothing wow. and i've learned as much from him as as he could ever hope to learn from me and he's constantly working and we've had so many good conversations we still do it now where you know he'll shoot me a text what do you think about this number we'll go back and forth when we get together it turns into like an hour discussion like we would have in a risk room like about something ridiculous small like, yeah like well no he, he sent me a text the other day you wouldn't believe the conversation in here right now and i was like what is it and he's like they're talking about if in the nfc championship if uh donald picks up a fumble Will Jimmy G be able to one catch him and two tackle him? What do you make the number? And I'm like, <laughs> I so miss being in the restroom. Like that becomes a heated argument for 30 minutes. Oh, that's the kind of discussion. Well, he's minus, he's gonna catch him. He's gonna catch him. He's minus 380 to catch him. But if he brings him down, that's like even money, you know. Oh, you're full of shit. You don't know they, and then it just goes back and forth and everybody's numbers. And then bets start coming in and you go back to work. That's what it's like. So working in a room is, it can be fun when you're working for the right group. Right. God bless them. I hope that they continue to be not bothered and able to, you know, originate numbers, take bets. And like he said, not get carried out. It really is kind of funny because they got they every book last night got caught with that Milwaukee game. They would walkie at home against Illinois, Chicago, Illinois, Chicago is the higher seed they're favored and they're supposed to be the home team, but Milwaukee's at home and there's a home dog in the horizon league. Oh, that's what I was asking because he was, that's why he was mad because every bookmaker got caught because oh. it was, because it just went by the numbers, which was okay. Horizon league first round is on campus, lower seed hosts, Illinois, Chicago said, thanks. We're good. We don't want to host anybody and the books didn't no book adjusted last night. So I bet plus two and a half last night on Milwaukee. And I'm not sure a lot of books have really calibrated it yet because it's not, there aren't, there's not enough money on it to really move the number. I think it's still two and a half at most books, right? It is. Yeah. Illinois, so, Chicago is two and a half. Yeah. So you have a home dog that, that number should be Illinois, Chicago at home minus three, not on the road. They're on the road in a, in a conference tournament game. <laughs> So the game is at Wisconsin, Milwaukee. Yes. Yeah. Home dog okay. <laughs> in a conference tournament game. So okay, the books didn't adjust quick enough, and right. that's where he was. He was mfing it because yeah, the books were mad, and I think like wait, wait, what? And I don't think a lot of books have adjusted it. They don't like whatever. It's a small enough game. Who gives a crap? Just go ahead and take the bets and, and move off of it. But they didn't. That number is wrong. It's still wrong. <laughs> <laughs> now they played I think in the last they played the last game against each other actually of the regular season and yeah it was a 7158 uh, win for Illinois Chicago at home and now they're on the road so some people are saying well that number should be six not three so since it's three or two and a half that's because of the home the home court but that's not where the books put the numbers up first. They right. they put it they put it up at three. It came down to two and a half. They opened at three for these. <laughs> so all right, we'll start. Let's make some picks here for 
Matt versus Dave, small college conference tournament conversations. These are all the little guys, all the tournaments that have begun or beginning today. 7 p.m. We'll start with Green Bay up against Detroit Mercy in the Horizon League first round. I'll let you pick first. Detroit Mercy minus 10 against Green Bay. Are we even going to look at the history between the two? No. I mean, you can if you want to. I don't care. Uh, Dog. I'll take dog. (laughs) I'll take the points. So taking Green Bay. I'm taking Green Bay too. 10 points is too many in a conference tournament game. So we're both on. We're both on Detroit. Oh, we can take the same side? They like the rules of this. Okay. We got to, whatever, this is, we're just picking it. Whatever you pick, I'll pick first. Well, you I pick mean, first. I thought you were going to bet it or book it. I thought you No, were no, 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 no. This is just Uh-oh. what we, this is just what we think happens. We're going to make, make these projections and see who ends up being more correct. Robert Morris up against Youngtown State. Youngstown State is minus eight up against Robert Morris. Um, I was going to go to Robert Morris. I'm going to take Robert Morris. All right. You're taking Robert Morris plus the eight. I'm taking Youngstown State. I'm going to lay it here. Okay. With Youngstown minus eight, the seven and twenty-three basketball team up against the eighteen and thirteen basketball team. I'll take the home team. Can you give me the records before (laughs) you tell me what to pick? (laughs) That would help a little. All right, in the Patriot League first round, American nine and twenty-one up against Holy Cross nine and twenty-one. Holy Cross minus two. Goodness, now is this a home (laughs) team thing? They all are. They all are. I believe Patriot League. I think they're all played on home courts. Home. Okay. Have you ever been to Holy Cross? Of course. Worcester Mass, baby. Is it a big home court advantage? No. <laughs> no. It's maybe a, maybe a thousand people will be there. Maybe. Half of them students. Oh, my. Um, all right. We'll lay it. We'll lay the short number with Holy Cross. So will I. I'll take Holy Cross. We'll both take Holy Cross minus two on that. Bucknell. At, against Lafayette, eight and twenty-two Bucknell against ten and nineteen Lafayette. Lafayette minus five points. I'm taking Bucknell. Dog, <laughs> dog. That's two bad basketball teams, and I get five. I'm taking Lafayette. I'm taking. Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm. I'm going with Lafayette minus five. I'll lay. I'll lay here. I'm going all favorite so far. I got to watch out here. Oh, uh, Stetson, eleven and eighteen, oh, yeah. up against Central Arkansas. This is why we're doing this. This is so fun. This is like, where is Stetson? Do you know where Stetson is? Florida? I have no idea. I think it's Florida. Is it Florida? Okay. 11 and 18 Stetson up against Central Arkansas in the Atlantic Sun Championship first round. We have uh, the number is... Pick. It's a pick. Yep. It's a pick. It's em. a dead pick. Em. It's a pick. What's em. Central Arkansas's record? 11 and 18 versus 10 and 19. <laughs> this is a complete coin. <laughs> <laughs> yep. The... um. Oh man, power <laughs> ratings must be, I mean, bad for Central Arkansas. If it's a game's a pick and they're at home. True. Give me Stetson to get it done on the road. All right, you're going Stetson. I'm going Central Arkansas. So we have right. some, some some difference here on this. Yeah. Uh Eastern Kentucky, 13 and 17 against okay. Kennesaw State. Kennesaw State 12 and 17, laying four points at home. Worst record in laying points at home. Hmm. Somebody might know some shit there. I'm going to lay the points with Kennesaw State. I'm going to lay four. All right. I'll take the points on that. I'll go Eastern Kentucky. I'll take my first dog here on on Eastern Kentucky. Uh, North Alabama. Punch it in. I already went Florida Gulf Coast. Me too. So, yeah, we won't go Florida Gulf I don't care where North Alabama is. I I know where it is. I've been there. I've called. I've actually called a game for North Alabama. Have you really? Yep. Yeah. D2. 
I've called a D2 playoff game for North Alabama. That's a fun little stadium. The fact that you lived in Alabama for five years is just <laughs> still, we're going to unearth the tapes. We're oh, gonna, uh, we're gonna I have them. I have them over there I, it, it, behind the, I, I got all, I have, remember mini discs? Remember you back in the day? Those? Oh yeah. I got, I have, I have all mini discs from my shows and play them. Well, that is a little bit of a different story. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who you may be. It may be harder to find a mini disc a player, player. Than, a, than a VHS, you know, player. Like I have one. Yeah. Have so you, a, people have VHS players. They don't have, have mini disc players. VHS to DVD converter thing. Oh, cool. I hope it still works. It may smart twice, but yeah. All right. IUPUI up against Oakland in the Horizon League. Wait, did you skip the North Florida Lipscomb game? No, I got them all. I'm just going, I'm, I'm just going down ESPN. I'm just oh, doing the, oh, I'm just, okay. whatever right. rank I'm ESPN because it's all in one order versus doing it on FanDuel and having okay. to search around and go like, what's this? What's that? It's just easier to do on ESPN. That's fine. What's the next game? IUPUI at Oakland, three and 25 IUPUI. Oh. Oh. Oakland, 19 and 11. They're laying 20. Three points. Oh dear, God. twenty-three points. What's the to- IUPUI? There it is. Oakland, one twenty-three <laughs> is the total, and they're laying twenty-three and a half. Oh, this is so is fun. This? I'm loving this. Oh my God. Um, I can't. I mean, the math doesn't work out. We can't really. We're not supposed to lay this, but I'm not taking the dog. The dog may not score thirty points. <laughs> We're laying 23 points. Oh my gosh. We're doing, I'm taking Oakland. Are you? Wow. PU stink. <laughs> no way. I'm laying it. Um, I, I'm <laughs> taking, I, I'm taking the dog just for the hell of it. It's 23 points. You know, just for, uh, for the sake under, of the fun. I'm going under 123. 20 plus 23 points on this. Insane. Oh my gosh. That's insane. spread of the day, right? Insanity. It's, it's got to be. My goodness. All right. Uh, I told you about the I, the Illinois Chicago Milwaukee game. Mil, uh, Milwaukee at home catching two and a half points here. A 13 and 15 Illinois Chicago, 10 and 21 Milwaukee. Oh. Illinois Chicago. Okay. I've already bet this at plus two and a half. So. I'm clearly on that side. Okay. North Florida up against Litscombe. You have an 11 and 19 North Florida team, 13 and 18. These teams suck. Minus three and a half for Lipscomb. Has any team had a winning record other than Oakland? There's one team playing today in these I small know. conferences with a, with a winning record. Like, and I mean, I'm okay with it. Like, because this is the beauty of March and in, in the tournaments and stuff. Yep. But like, there's a lot of bad basketball being played Oof, today and, and tomorrow. Right. And that's why, you know, and, and Maddie told us and and like I know from being in the rooms, I mean, nobody bets this stuff. Like it's really, really hard. Nobody knows. And so um this is fun. This is a good exercise. Lipscomb was so good under the radar last year, how far the mighty have fallen. I'll lay three and a half. I'll take Lipscomb strictly on name recognition only. Yeah, I'm with you on that too. I, I, I like Lipscomb minus three and a half. I would have rather minus three, but I'll take the hook and hopefully we don't get hooked there with the right. three point. With three point. So you are taking one, two, three, three dogs. Wow. More than I thought you more than I, I thought you'd take more than that. Uh, I am taking one, two, three dogs as well how about that yep both taking three dogs and the rest taking favorites all right we'll see how many games was it eight games were one two three? three four five six one two three four five six seven eight nine ten games today 
10 games were seven and three favorites. Yeah, we'll probably uh, go 50 50. I was going to say six and four. <laughs> okay. You know, hopefully we'll, we'll be right there. Um, six and four, five and five. But. So we'll track this every day to see how we do in our small market, uh, our small conference pick contest here until Friday. And, and then because all these conferences, because next week is the big boy conferences and the games actually really mean something. These games are just complete nonsense. I still I'm actually going to pay attention. All of our listeners and wear an IUPUI. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really nervous about our IUPUI, <laughs> our Indiana University, Purdue University, Indiana. What the hell that stand for again? It's in it's. IUPUI is like Indiana University of Purdue, Purdue at the University of Indiana. Something like that. Yeah. Something ridiculous. Okay. Dewey, Dewey. That's how we used to say it on the rundowns on the on the uh, on the phones. <laughs> Everything had a had a nickname. Robert Morris was Bobby Moe. What's Bucknell? Bucknell. <laughs> it was, I mean, it's the Bisons. Yep. So, like, I mean, in Pennsylvania, it was always the Bison. You know. I like Bucknell's part of the killer bees. That's why I always pay attention to Bucknell. Oh, you know, the killer bees are no. the teams, the teams that have beaten Kansas in the tournament, Bradley Ooh. Bucknell. Um, there's one more I'm forgetting. It's Bradley. It's Bucknell. Cause Northern Iowa did it too, but there's another B team. Wow. That beat Kansas in the tournament. So anybody, any Kansas fan, if they take on a team that has a B, they freak out. They're like, oh, oh, nice, really? Yeah, they're like, oh, no, again? We're going to lose again? Oh, <laughs> we're we're going to get... That's fun to know. That's another little-known fact that yeah. we'll be able to use come March Madness. Yeah, if they, I, if they play a team with a B, there's always this, like, apprehension because they have been oh, such great. victimized by Patrick Beverly. Not Patrick Beverly. Patrick, who is the, the center for Bradley, who went off on them? He was the first-round pick. He was a bust in the league. Oh, I forget that kid's name, but he was seven feet tall. And he went off and then Bucknell just played team basketball and Kansas. I've never seen when you go to Kansas for whatever reason, like it's, you just feel like you're on top of the world and Bill self can be out coached by lower level coaches all the time in the tournament. It's bizarre. Kansas gets an apprehension. It's so funny. Even like when they come to town, yeah. they come with all the gear and especially the second weekend from six, the, the 16 to eight game. And then the eight to the four are so nervous. They come up and they bet, but they're like, they're so scared. And Cause they're so invested. They're they care. So invested. So, they care so, so much. much. Oh They've my. got such, it's such a big, I mean, like they're kind of similar to Alabama fans in that way that like their pride and their, you know, general mindset is on the line for a couple of days. Oh, they lose. The team didn't lose. They lost. <laughs> and they're just like head down, mope. I can't it's, believe it. Like I've, I've got a diehard friend of mine who used to call. He was, he was he used to be a caller into my show in Omaha. And, and I, I he, he used to go by this nickname called Rafin Lawrence. And he was in his caller oh, persona. Nice. And he would just call up and he would rip Nebraska fans like all yelling and all making fun of them and calling them hicks and hillbillies. And like, <laughs> you guys haven't seen real basketball. We beat you like with our eyes closed. Our, our, our student manager would put 30 up on your team. You're so embarrassing, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But like, I used to give it back to him when Kansas would lose. 
So I would turn it around on him and and not that I was protecting Nebraska fans, but I would just be like, you run your mouth like crazy. Your team loses to a Valley school. Like, are you kidding me? Like you lose in the first round as the the number one seed overall, you get beat by Ali Farouk Manesh who knocks down the biggest no, no, no three in tournament history. Even his own coach in Ben Jacobson was like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh my God. We just beat Kansas. Like, Okay. Like, so I, I I would give it back to him and it was, it was just a lot of, it's just a lot of fun, but he would be devastated. Like Kansas would lose and I wouldn't hear from him for like at least a week. Like he didn't answer the phone. He didn't answer text messages. It was just like radio silence. And then you come out of the hole after a week and be like, how the hell did we lose to that team? Like, what's that? You (laughs) should see where they've, they've come in and been in the book, like ready to go on Thursday or Friday, whenever their team played and they lost those games. And they have to stay right Saturday, Sunday. And they want no part of it. And they don't want to bet nothing. I want to go home. They don't want to watch nothing. You want drink tickets? No, I don't want to talk to you. I don't need nothing. Like they they're so deflated. And it's like, man, I understand you wanted your team to win, but like you're here in Vegas. Like, enjoy the experience. And they can't do it. No. And they just cannot do it. I when Bucknell won, that's funny. My uh my guy that does the taxes is back in PA. He went to Bucknell. And I got waitlisted at Bucknell. Oh, so wow. I, that was one of the, I applied to seven schools. I got into six and, and um, the one. That You're in state. Is it easier to get into Penn state in state? Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. Um, but, but Bucknell was one that I went and visited and, you know, I, I got waitlisted, but then I ended up getting in and I didn't go. But it's a small school, man. Oh, like tiny. It's so small. It's the fact that they school. beat Kansas, I, I, I just, I can't believe it. I just can't believe it. So that's funny. I, I, I just, I have experiences with fan bases in Vegas. You right. have experiences with fan bases in their fandom, like <laughs> right. in their places. Two different experiences. Totally. You kind of get the same feeling. From who's so invested? That's a great way to say it. Kansas fans are over the top. Oh, they're so they're just so vitally invested. Okay, quickly, a couple of games tonight before we get to prop, the prop of the day yep. and better to book it. What, so, what do you make of Nova tonight minus nine and a half against Providence? I mean, do we just watch it in game and bet in game, or stay away from it? I, I'm leaning towards just staying away from it. Yeah, I mean, again, you heard Maddie talk about it, the number all being all over the place and like not knowing where to put it. Not in, us talking it through, it's absolutely watch and see. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think if you're going to play it pregame, I think you got to take Providence, right? I mean, unless you want to lay it first half with Nova, probably not a bad idea. My angle, my thought on it is, Nova comes out hard. They play for a half. Providence kind of like is like, ah, eh. they go up by 15 points at the break. And then it's sort of like a slow bleed. And the final score is like 75, 70. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I, that's my fear about taking about laying nine and a half points. Like I, I get the idea that Providence is going to get smashed tonight. I can, I get it, but the number worries me. It just, it feels like the back door. Like last night I got hooked. We didn't get to it because we were running out of time, but CLV society was all over Washington against UCLA yesterday. And you see that three at the buzzer in and out three at the buzzer for Washington killed me. It was, they'd cut it all the way down. They're down by 16 points. Like the whole second half, they go on a quick little five Oh run two seconds, literally 0.9 left. 
turnover. They dribble the ball out. They have a shot clock violation, turn the ball over inbound to Washington. Top of the key three hits it. We cover clang in and out. We don't Oh, UCLA wins by 11. So everything 10 and a half, nine and a half, eight and a half, seven and a half. All those, all else. Big C. So I think to to me, this feels like that type of moment where it's like a a 10 point, 11 point lead at the end. Providence is a shot at the buzzer to cover. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't, but I'd rather stay away from it. If I'm going to bet it, I think you bet the first half. Right. Five and a half. I like that thinking. There you go. Yeah. Nova, Nova first half. Uh, And then Purdue, Minus three on the road at Wisconsin tonight. I came, I, I almost bet both sides of this game. I just was like, I don't know what to do with it. Purdue needs it. Wisconsin needs it. Big 10 regular seasons on the line for both these teams. One game apart, basically from like three or four different teams at the top of the big 10 road favorite Purdue though, against whiskey at home. Listen, guys like Matt, and I mean, they have Purdue very highly power rated. I yep. mean, like, when he tells me that that's the team that he's looking at, that maybe in the Big Ten's making the run, and uh, Gumpy told me the same thing yesterday. That's his team. Um, them in Illinois, he it's a hometown. It's Ten. a homer pick for Gumpy, isn't it? Playing no, up, the, I mean, playing up the Indiana that's tie. Where he lives, but he's not a homer guy. <laughs> I know, he's, I'm kidding. He's looking at the numbers, <laughs> right? Um, he he would rather he said Illinois is is the team that he thinks can do it in March. Both. I, I think like I both. would take Wisconsin in this spot if I, I agree. Get this thing, I, right? Home dog in this moment. I mean, this, these are the games that whiskey wins. You're like, wait, well, how did that happen? Well, it's Wisconsin. That's how. Right. They've got the firepower to keep up. They got the guard play to keep up. They got the big farm boy strength. You know, white boys down low to go what's, ahead and bang. What's the total in this game? Uh, one thirty. Six. Ooh, that's a little low for Big Ten. I mean, for what is it? Teams. No, it's uh oh, okay, one forty-four. Okay, all right. Yeah, I was gonna say if it's in the one thirties, I'm gonna put you Bit on hold right now. I'm gonna go bet this thing immediately, <laughs> and that'd be yeah. It's one forty-four. Okay, one forty-four and a half in places. Um, that's produced tempo that would lean me over, but yeah, and we, we talked about Wisconsin's been an over team this year, right? Consistent, uh, which is very which is, which is completely off what they've done in years past. They've been an under team. I remember making totals on their games, one twelve and a half, just mm. begging anyone to bet mm. over because they were finishing at about one hundred two to one hundred five on a regular basis. So I'm leaning. I'm leaning Wisconsin. What time is that game? Six o'clock. Oh, I won't be able to watch that tonight. I got plans tonight, but okay. You got plans tonight? Oh, yeah. It'll be my best thing about today. Oh, okay, cool. So we'll, t- we'll talk about that. I thought you were going to Circa today, tonight. Um, well, it might be after. Ah. The best thing about that. Okay, I was gonna say I, I got a message that said Dave's coming to Circa. Will you come too? I said sure. I'll come oh, down. now so people was, are making my plans to get you out. I just just said, hey, Dave's coming down. Will you come down too? And I said, yeah, I'll, I'll come down too. And said, all right, seven thirty, Circa, come on down. I said, all right. Let's do it. All right. Our uh, bet prep prop of the day, the three game or three bet streak is over. Unfortunately, Carl Anthony Towns does not get to 21 points. He scored 17 yesterday, but he had a big shot in that game at the end to get a really big win for the Timberwolves. So there are certain players in the NBA whose names I don't know how to pronounce. So if I'm killing this guy's name, I do apologize. 
Sadek Bay for the Pistons. Am I saying this right? B-A-Y? Yes. S-A-D-D-I-Q-B-E-B-E-Y. Certain players and certain teams. I know teams. his last name's Bay. I don't know how to say that first thing. So let's just say Bay. Correct. So they're going over two and a half assists at Caesars at minus 120. The reason for this is because he's recorded three or more assists in 11, 11 of his last 13 games. Mm-hmm. Three assists in, or more in five of his last five games on the road. Okay. Three or more assists in 11 of his last 13 games when his team's an underdog. Pistons mm-hmm. are underdogs tonight. And three and a half plus three or more assists, excuse me, in seven of his last eight against a team with a losing record. How do you feel about over two and a half assists at minus 120? So every time I say I like this, it loses. Every time I say I don't like this, it <laughs> No, that's wins. not true. You liked two last week and they both hit. And they both you, won? Okay. Yeah. You've said this before. All right. Because so. remember, in the beginning of us doing this, it was like we both liked it a lot. And I think it lost like the first, like it was like two and oh, three and oh, and then it lost like four times in a row. Yeah. <laughs> both were like, oh, it's hot. Let's bet the streak. And then just kept on losing. <laughs> right. Um, all those things leads me to believe I like it. Right now, I'm looking to play a lot of like Detroit stuff. Why? Um, props. They're, they're really playing well. Um, He's averaging 2.8 assists per game, by the way. And what's the number? Two, po- two and, and a half. half. Two and a half. half. Yeah. It's right on the number. It's right on his, on his average. He's assists. He's on three, three, two, six, and five over his last five. All right. Yeah, I like it. I mean, if we only have to lay 120. I'm right. I like it too. Yeah. I think it's a um, it's a good play. Yeah, once you get over 125, it's 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 probably not as great of a play just math wise. But are you looking like, at Cade Cunningham stuff? Is that why is that why you're liking what's going yeah, on? Yeah, like in game, in game, there they've been when they get down, you know, the numbers are still moving like it was when they were losing games. So you can okay. watching in game and doing the shows like when they're down six, they're down eight. The numbers nine and a half. 10 and a half and they're coming back and they're winning games. Like that's one of those, they're one of the teams right now that stink. They stink, but the roster is not horrible. It's not right. I mean, Grant Cunningham, Bagley, the third, you know, Lyles, Kelly Olenek. I mean, it's not a good team, but it's not an awful team. Like they do have Luca Garza. So they made that mistake about drafting that guy, but that's fine. Don't draft. Iowa stiffs. They're not, they're not tanking per se, right? Like they, they right. have, yeah, they're just a, a bad team losing games, but now they're competing. They're covering numbers and they're actually winning games. So in game, you can get ridiculous, like money line prices to sprinkle huh. with the point spread. When you take an eight and a half, it's worth, you know, a shot to take them on a money line plus $4 plus four fifty, crazy numbers like that. So that's why I've been watching those. And then, um, the guys have been talking about Cunningham props and things like that. So it's, it's, it's been one of those teams. I'll, I'll jump on this with you. Okay. I Kate Cunningham is a really interesting story because he, he playing in Detroit kind of stinks because he's kind of quiet, but I mean, 16 points, five boards, five assists is pretty darn good for a rookie. That's, yeah. that's a really good, that's a real nice when opening. You're the guy. Yeah, like that's a pretty nice opening, you know, <laughs> mark in terms of like, what are you going to do? Yeah. That's a pretty, that's a pretty nice, you know, it ain't like he's playing with a superstar and he's, right. the, he's the off guy. He's getting the best defender. every single yeah, night. It's a good point. All right. Better to book it time. I am going to hockey again. So I've got three bets, three sports. I have been 
you know, not to knock on wood here, but like I have the strategy of basically having three games a night that I'm bringing up here. And, you know, over the last three weeks, I have been hitting at like a 65% clip on doing this, going yes. three, going two and one, two and one, two and one, I went two and one last night. We're going over six and a half goals, New Jersey and Columbus coming up here tonight. Wow. I laid minus 125 last night. Bet it. <laughs> <laughs> the devil's games. I mean, there's no thought. Yep. It's, just, nope. it's, just, it's just, this is the way they play. Columbus is one of the worst teams in hockey. Gives up goals. They've, they've they're one. Columbus is the number one team to overs. Devils are five to, to, to overs. So you got two of the top five teams playing each other, six and a half. And yet the stubborn odds makers and book guys won't make this game seven. Right. Because they, because both teams don't score that much. They give up a ton of goals, but they don't score all that much. Yeah. Well, okay. That's that's faulty logic. If we were in the room, me, Maddie, and the boys, let's make this seven. See who bets it under. Maybe someone will, and then we'll take a bet under. Because who in the hell's going to bet this under? <laughs> this will be. This might be one of those ones where you got to, you know, first period over, first ten minutes, yes. Um, game over, in game over. Like yesterday with with the the Maple Leafs in, in their game, we bet over six and a half. It closed yep. at seven, but that was. 3-3 three, three, early in the third period wound up being 5-3 at the yeah. end. And you were like yeah. betting under, you need your head examined. I was like, yeah, it was eight eight goals that got scored yep. in that game. Yep. It covered seven. It didn't, not just six and a half, it covered seven as well. Yeah. By going over. So yep. I, I think it's a 5-3 game in that same vein. Who wins? I'm not really sure, but I think we right. get goals, goals, goals between these two teams. All right. Uh, one college game. It's a late night game, but... I'm going to play a home dog here. USC has a chance to improve their seeding. They're currently a six seed, according to most of the, the bracketology prognosticator people. Got a big win their last game by beating Oregon on the road. They're at home tonight up against Arizona, catching four and a half points. Ooh. I took the home dog last night, plus four and a half for USC. Arizona did not look good in their last game, losing to Colorado on the on the road. Wonder if they're leaking a little bit here, heading towards the Pac-12 tournaments, maybe some tired legs, and they know they got that one seed, and maybe they feel a little bit like, you know, we got some house money to play with here. I got a hungry home dog in USC. I'm taking the plus four and a half for USC, betting US, USC, betting or booking it. <sighs> Has this number moved yet, by the way? I haven't nope. looked at it. It's still four and a half. It's painted four and a half. Okay. Painted. Um, public loves Arizona. Well, I mean, it, public's not looking at this game yet because it's eight o'clock. So nothing's happened. I don't think anybody's looking at it. Nothing has moved. The total is pretty much 150 and a half. It's been that. I clicked three places and no, there's been no line movement. At wow. So um, I usually want to take a team in a bounce back spot like Arizona after getting waxed at Colorado. I mean, right. Didn't lose lost bad and heading into the PAC 12 tournament, you would think they got to, they got to play better, but I like your side. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to bet this. I'm going to take the home dog here. Um, USC live to win a game in your opinion. Yes. Okay. Yes. Total one fifty and a half. It's pretty high. Um, if USC wins, does the game play a certain way in your opinion? 
under? Well, I, <laughs> or, or, or is this just a, a Pac-12 kind of shootout run, game goes over? Yeah, I, I I could see I could see it's a Pac-12 run out high scoring game. I just think there's more to play for than for USC. Okay. So I think that there's they can I mean I, personally there's a big difference between a four seed and a six seed, and so I think they know that and they control their own destiny a little bit when it comes to this. And if you get back to back wins over Oregon and Arizona late in the year, it's pretty big. Yeah, and the committee starts to look at you a bit differently. Your power Absolutely. ranking starts to change. Yes, it's just a it's it's a huge opportunity. So I, I think they might lose the game, but they lose the game by two or three points. Okay, so. We'll go with that. All right. All right one more to go. Uh, we're going to go with a, uh, we talked about it with Maddie. Dallas minus four. It's five and a half right now, but I think it's safe to bet that at five and a half as well. I think the Lakers are cooked and LeBron sitting is no, is not a big shock to me. If LeBron right. sits, why play this game? I mean, what's the, why play rest of the year? AD's out for a month plus Mavericks are hot. They just had that incredible come from behind victory. Luca's playing really well. The team is shooting well. I'm, I laid four last night, but you can lay five and a half right now. How do you feel about Dallas tonight to win and cover against LA? The Lakers are a go against for me, have been for a couple weeks now yeah. until further notice. Yeah. Um, they're a mess. And the thing about LeBron right now is that he can't do everything. And no one's listened to them anyway. I mean, right. they're getting booed at home. They don't get booed at home. They're getting booed at home. I don't know if they booed Kobe's teams, but they're booing his team. Dallas plays nasty defense. Yep. Dallas is playing every night the same game. Give it to Luka. Let Luka score or distribute. Right. Brunson is amazing. His props have been, been over, over, over. Dallas. In a lockdown, nasty game, <laughs> they're definitely winning. Um, you know, you get to six. That's my point, right? When you're laying, when you're laying six on a row, now you're getting scary. So, right. great number with four. This is going to be a CLV thing again. Mm, I got burned last night, so <laughs> I'm betting it though. I ain't touching the Lakers. No, until something changes, whether AD's back or listen, if LeBron sits. That may actually be a better reason to take them because now huh. everybody's playing for a job every possession. So we want LeBron to play. Well, okay. I mean, if I, we, I can subscribe to that. Yeah. I can. Yeah. If LeBron In particular, plays, if they're down by like 10 shit. points, if they go down, LeBron starts eyeballing his guys like, you suck, you suck, you suck. Yeah. I don't want to be here anymore. So yeah. that Cleveland roster thing kicks in and what, how like a like. 12 months. Okay. Yeah. I'm going back home. <laughs> I think he's going there. I, I, I think LeBron's going to end his career in Cleveland. Are they going to take him back with his kid? I think Bronny and LeBron are playing for the Cavaliers. Oh, file this one away. Mark this. Cause if you, if you're right about this, this far in advance, we're going to have to blast it all over. <laughs> Bronny, Bronny and LeBron will be on the Cleveland Cavaliers together. Man, I yes. think they got a better shot of being in New Orleans with the Pelicans than LeBron yeah. in New Orleans. Who knows? I mean, LeBron's I mean, already said he's LeBron's already said I'm playing with my kid. You draft my kid, I'm playing there. He's already said that. So, like, where does where does I mean we're three years away from Bronny being drafted? So, but he's playing until his son gets picked. Oh my goodness! 
It's crazy, right? It's like, wait, what? But yeah, I mean, he's a kid's a sophomore in high school. He'll be drafted in three years. Good luck with that. Oh my, can you imagine? And the other wild, crazy rumor with the, with LeBron is that he's going to be a part owner of the new NBA franchise here, the expansion team. They hit me with that yesterday on the sports grid. And I was like, what are you guys talking about? I had mm. not known this. Yeah. It's a big uh, rumor. I mean, it's a rumor that LeBron's going to be a part of it, but it's, it's plausible. Oh Do we have to? Why? What's a big, I wouldn't mind LeBron being an owner of a team. What's wrong with that? That's worked out so well for Jordan. Well, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, but it's the problem. He also, you, tra- he also tried to, he, he also tried to coach it too. You well, know what I mean? Is, this is the thing. Like, you think, I mean, LeBron's the GM of the Lakers. I mean, True. the guy's in. I mean, like, he's going to be the owner, but he's going to be the meddlesome owner that never is successful because he won't let the basketball people run the, run the ship. Like, I mean, if basketball comes here, man, it will have every opportunity to skyrocket and be amazing. It'll be the biggest thing in town. It will be amazing. Yep. It'll be bigger than the, it'll be bigger than the NFL. This is a basketball market. It'll be 100%. crazy. It'll be, oh my NBA goodness. here will be crazy. Hardest crazy. ticket, to, hardest ticket to get in town. And easy. I, I, I'd rather just not be a LeBron at least to start. <laughs> so according to uh, Twitter DMS, my pick of Lafayette was good because Fran O'Hallen is retiring at the end of the year. So his kids are going to play hard for him. So my Lafayette, okay. wow. they like my, they like my minus five Lafayette against Bucknell. So we'll see That's if I fantastic. All right. <laughs> That's really funny. Good job out of the DM saying, Hey Matt, good pick on Lafayette minus five. <laughs> I, no I love it. All right. Favorite thing about today is what? So tonight, um, the whole Consig family yep. is doing a little outing. We're going to see the Harlem Globetrotters, Ooh. which um, we've done this before. Now this goes back one of the first times I ever saw them, I was six. My brother was four or no, seven, five, and three. Me and my brothers went. My brother, Doug, had the best Afro ever. He just had the biggest Afro. We were sitting courtside. And Meadowlark Lemon and Curly Neal came right? over. Wow. And they wanted him to come out and dance on the floor. That's amazing. And he wouldn't do it. He got oh, scared because these yeah. gigantic guys Humans. came over <laughs> and scared the crap out of him. So my mom was like, David, go out with them. Go out with them. And threw me out on the court. Is there a video so, of this? No, oh. there's not. There should be. But I went out and I did everything they said. That's awesome. I, I could. I They spun a ball. I held my finger up and I, nice. I, I put the ball. I did it all. And they gave me a pennant signed by all of them. Wow. Which I hung in my room and stared at for my entire life. I thought these guys were gods. I watched them do the whole thing. I used to try to practice to be like Curly Neal and dribble balls and stuff. And when I played basketball, I was a point guard. So I loved basketball, but the joy of the Harlem Globetrotters was put in me as a little kid. And I watched all these shows and now I'm sharing it with my kids. Sweet. Tonight, we got these VIP passes. We're going out on the court. Nice. For the show. We're going to dribble around. They're going to teach us the tricks. It's some special behind the scenes thing. It wasn't even that expensive. T-Mobile? Where is it? It's at uh, UNLV at Thomas and Mac. Oh, very cool. So we're going down to Thomas and Mac. We're picking the kids up from school. 
Big Ken Sid Kylie is meeting us straight from practice. The other two are coming with me. We're picking Mama up at work, and we're swinging by. So no shows tonight, no basketball. We're going to watch the Harlem Globetrotters as a group, and the kids want to see them make a four-point shot, which, by the way, at some point might be added into regular basketball at some point. The four-point shot is that corner right at the uh, elbow of the half-court line. Can't. Steph can make it. You can, but you can't do it. You can't put an even number shot out there. Okay, it won't. It would. It, it's no. I. I. I would be so adamantly against. I would be more in favor of a five point shot than a five. Than, than oh, a four, there you go. Than a four point shot. I don't like the fact that no even numbers. Let's not tie games up like this. Keep it odd. Keep it different. That. That's what changed the three point line. Changed everything. Not because of the distance, but because of the number, making it odd. You can come back from odd numbers because you have a two. And now you have a three. So you have a one and a two and a three. If you have a four, you have another two. It doesn't work for me. I need a five. I need something to be able to, to make up the difference if you're actually down by five or down by, I just don't like it. I don't like okay. even number. I, okay. I would prefer I would prefer a five-point shot than a three-point shot, than a four-point shot personally. But Well, that's Sweet cool. Georgia Brown. We'll be playing that song great music. all night. Like great night. song, great music. Okay, so you're you're doing that. So I don't know what everyone was saying about you showing up at Circa. What time is that? That's got to be a seven o'clock game, right? Um, the, sh- uh, the game starts, I think at six 30. Yeah. Like that. You're, you're, you're out of pocket all night. And it's fun. People speaking on your behalf. I don't know what they're talking about. I so. told them I would come late. Like these people are going out last night. They went out at 11 o'clock. I'm what like, you, okay. I do, <laughs> that doesn't what, not what I do. That's, that's just not what I do. I'm meeting you at 11 o'clock on a Monday at a rooftop bar. Ooh, sounds, that sounds fun. Like we live here. Like, what do you mean? Like it's nonsense. Okay. That's, that's crazy for me. Uh, my favorite thing about today is that it's March 1st and that this is high level, high stress basketball for the next five weeks. And it is just a super fun, amazing time for not just betting just sports, just, yeah. just to watch the stories and to kind of figure out who is going to be that team. That's going to be, who are we talking about? after the first weekend of like, man, that 13 seed, look out for those guys and see what someone's going to be able to do. Because literally you make rightly or wrongly, you make your number, you make your name, you make your time in this tournament. And if you have a chance to be that team, you don't buy a drink in that small town, college bar town for the rest of your life that you made that shot against that. I mean, Ali Farouk Manesh goes to Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and the dude's a legend. Like, he just walks around, and it's like, that's Ali Farouk Manesh. Like, they all know him instantly, who he is. He made that shot against Kansas. It's just an incredible, incredible thing. So, it's really, really fun. So, that for me is 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 my favorite thing about today. Alright, guys. We're back tomorrow. Really cool stuff. This was fun. Sorry about the YouTube freeze. We'll fix that and post the whole video on YouTube afterwards. You guys who missed any part of it, you can go back and watch any part of the program. We're back tomorrow for a Tuesday edition of the Bostonian versus the book. Wednesday tomorrow. Oh, Wednesday. Sorry. Thank you. Sorry. Tuesday. Wednesday. Thank you. Wednesday edition of the Bostonian versus the book.